You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Monday as we overreact to what we saw over the weekend and get ready for the next week in football. It all finish up tonight here on 1700. We'll have the call for you with our Westwood One coverage of Monday Night Football. The Bears and the Seahawks come your way. The Bears looking for win number one of the season, as is Seattle. We'll see if uh, the first half of last week was just a mirage for the Bears or if the second half is more of a reality of what we're going to see with them going forward. Coming up this evening, the home opener for the Chicago Bears. Well, as you can hear, I am solo today. Jimmy B will join me late in the program today. He'll be stopping on in. We'll get his thoughts from the sports weekend, but we got an action-packed two hours for you coming up here today. It'll kick off at about 420 with the first guest of the afternoon, Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com. He is going to join us, part of the Rivals Network. We'll get Tom's thoughts on Iowa's 38-14 win over UNI. And, of course, a look forward to this week and what the Hawks have with a wounded Badger squad coming to town after they took a 24-21 loss to BYU over the weekend. Plenty of that coming up here today. Also, later on in our number one, We'll be talking about those aforementioned Chicago Bears as Jeff Hughes is going to join us from the Bears blog. We'll get his thoughts on the matchup, a look back at last week. We will uh, hopefully with that put a bow on it and not have to talk about week number one anymore and what happened to the Bears in the second half against Aaron Rodgers and company. That'll come your way at about 440. We'll preview Bears and Seahawks tonight. Five o'clock hour, Wolfgang's going to stop in. We'll talk with him. He was up at Jack Trice Stadium in uh, in Ames over the weekend watching the Oklahoma-Iowa State matchup. We'll get his perspective, what he saw there. We'll also talk some Iowa UNI with Wolfgang coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And then, as mentioned, Jimmy B, he'll stop by late in the program today. Well, let's get into it, folks, and uh, get into the weekend that was in football. Monday shows, always so much fun getting the information, the thought processes out there as as you sit and look at it today. Starting with Iowa State and the early game, 11 o'clock kickoff, Jack Trice Stadium certainly looked and sounded great. Get down early, come battling back, 10-10, opportunities throughout. Finally cut it back to a touchdown in the second half. Alas, can't overcome Oklahoma. They responded with a big drive there in the fourth quarter to go back up two scores, and that's how it ended, 37-27. to But to me, a couple of the things that, that jump off the page watching this football game. First is the quarterback, Zeb Nolan. And as the week went on last week, after we saw Kyle Kemp leave the football game the week previous to Iowa, it really felt like Zeb Nolan was going to get the start. And I think if you read through the tea leaves, you could see that that was going to be the case. You know, you go back to conversations that I had throughout the summer and thought process that you go through. In the summertime, when you're talking college sports, there's obviously not games to talk about, but you, you derive to some theories, some thought processes that start to come through. And as you look at Kyle Kempt and what he did a year ago, putting that team on his back and that victory against Oklahoma. And I, I think whenever people talk about Kyle Kempt, that's probably going to be the first thing that is mentioned. On the heels of that performance against Texas on the Thursday night, 
We hear the murmurs throughout the week that Jacob Park isn't going to be part. And when it was first talked about that Jacob Park was going to be suspended from the team and not going to be part of that road trip down to Oklahoma, I, I think everybody's mind went to, well, the youngster, Zeb Nolan, last year as a redshirt freshman, he was going to be the guy. Groomed, talked about, the heir apparent at the position. That's what it seemed like it was going to be. And you figured a redshirt freshman going into that environment, it's not going to go very well. Instead, Kyle Kemp was the guy. He got the job. We know what happens. 38-31. Al Lazar, the touchdown that turned out to be the game winner. They get the stop on fourth down. And everyone goes crazy. And Iowa State has their biggest victory in decades down in Norman, Oklahoma. Season continues on. He was dinged up at parts. By the end of the season, you could see physically he was really struggling. Got the shoulder cleaned up, all well and good, but Kyle Kemp is never going to be a quarterback that's going to wow you with his arm. He's not Pat Mahomes, who continues to be ridiculous on pace for 80 touchdowns this year. He's not that guy. He is a guy that gets by on accuracy, putting the ball in the right place, going to the right receiver, making the right reads. But down the field, that is not Kyle Kemp's game. Well, you saw Zeb Nolan has more of that. He has more arm talent. He can throw it into the tight window. He can make those 20-yard stop routes. He can hit those throws on the sidelines that Kyle Kemp physically just doesn't have the arm to do. He throws for 360 yards, 25 of 36, a couple of touchdowns and an interception. There's more upside for Zeb Nolan and this program going forward. Because though this year is 0-2, it's not a lost season. That's not the direction I'm heading, and you, you're turning your chips and you're saying, we're going to play all young guys here and build for the future. That's not where I'm going at all. But you look at the development of this program, and you're number three of Matt Campbell, it makes a lot of sense to turn it over to the guy that is not only younger, but has more in his repartee as it pertains to the quarterback. More throws that he can make, more things you can do with the offense with a guy like that. Will that be the case? We will see. It looks like no Kyle Kemp again this week against Akron. This very well could be a moot point. Either Zeb Nolan takes this job and runs with it, and we're not having the conversation. When Kyle Kemp is back and healthy enough to play, it's a very simple solution. But if Nolan continues to struggle or something crazy happens, And they lose football games. And that's the next thought that I have here with Iowa State. I'm not being an alarmist here. But the Big 12 today, on September 17, looks a lot more difficult than the Big 12 we talked about all summer long. The Big 12 we were talking about was, I like Oklahoma. We'll see if they can fix their defense. But they're certainly the favorite. And then who? Do you like West Virginia? Well, they've never played defense before. And have we ever seen old Dana Holgo do anything to make you believe this team can go, say, 10-2 and two and be the second team? And then you start trying to talk yourself into Texas. Or you're talking yourself into TCU. Well, they had to replace a quarterback. They had to replace a ton of defensively. You were going in these circles, and that was another reason where I didn't think it was crazy the people that wanted to make the argument, maybe Iowa State was that second team. But as we saw with TCU, going blow for blow, and outside of a couple of fluky plays late in that third quarter, TCU was right there playing with Ohio State, who's been obviously playing at an incredibly high level. 
Texas, what they did to USC, USC has warts, no doubt. But from where they were in week one, losing to Maryland for the second consecutive year, a ho-hum, get-by win against Tulsa in week two, 28-21, it does feel like Texas is building this year. How about Texas Tech? I mean, that's one when you're WNL and Iowa State every single year, you get to that one now, and you're putting a W there because of what they've done the last two seasons. 66-10, two years ago, and then last season, the victory. You keep going on. Kansas, better. Baylor keeps building. You're number two of Matt Rule. They're going to be better. They lose over the weekend to Duke, but still, Baylor, not the easy out. Maybe some people had it down. And maybe the biggest one out of all this, and one that we probably should have given a little bit more respect to now, in hindsight, looking back, is Oklahoma State. Now, Oklahoma State and what they've done throughout the years, what Mike Gundy has built in Stillwater, Oklahoma State, this is not a proud football history. This is not a team like Oklahoma, like Texas. All Mike Dundee has done, Gundy has done, though, looking back over the last three years, double-digit wins. Four out of the last five, double-digit wins. He's won 10 or more football games in six of the last nine years at Oklahoma State. And I know T. Boone Pickens has invested a lot in the program. The facilities are a whole lot better. But what after they have done to Boise State, just manhandling the Broncos, who came in, had been putting up ridiculous points and yards on the first two teams they saw in UConn and Troy. That was an impressive victory for Oklahoma State. What I'm getting at here for Iowa State is the path to another 7-5 and five season, the path to improving on that and getting to 8-4, and four, it looks a lot more difficult to me than it did when we were talking throughout the summer. The Big 12 is a lot better. There's no doubt. Now, on the other side here is of our crossroads of the two major conferences is the Big Ten. Woof, woof, woof. That was ugly over the weekend. I mean, you got Northwestern. And I, and I tried to warn you, this is what Northwestern does, right? They come up, they surprise, they get to double-digit wins. Hey, look at this team. And then they take a step back. Well, it looks like it's happening again. You're up 21-3 at the half to Akron. And you give up 36 second-half points and lose to the Zips? Whoa. Purdue, it was a game that could have gone either way. David Blouse, that's a Big Ten record with over 500 yards in total offense, nearly 600 yards in that one. But Purdue, they're now 0-3. Illinois loses in Soldier Field, had a lead in that game in the fourth quarter, let it go. Nebraska's 0-2 for the first time in forever. They lose at home to Troy. Maryland, hey, maybe Maryland. Maryland gets throttled at home. By Temple. And Rutgers gets blown out by Kansas. But the biggest one, as it pertains to our conversation this week, is what happened to Bucky Badger losing at home to BYU. BYU a year ago had their worst football season, certainly in my memory. BYU won a mythical national championship in 1984. They snuck by a 6-5 six and, six and five Michigan team in their bowl game. And then we're awarded national champions. Of course, we can, 
We can scoff at that if we want, but it's what they were. Many great teams throughout the years, teams that compete, but last year was not what you'd anticipate BYU is. They came out, and I watched that thing start to finish. And watching the way BYU was able to play up front against Wisconsin has to give Hawkeye fans great hope. You have to look at this football game, I believe, completely different again than what we looked at it throughout the summer. It was a different football team. This is not the football team we've seen over the last three years. Wisconsin is not nearly as good up front along that defensive front. What they can do with the 3-4, the slanting, the attacking, they're banged up over there. Van Ginkle, the kid from Northwest Iowa, outside linebacker, he's struggling. His foot was in an air cast after the game. Who knows, we'll see on his availability for the game on Saturday night. That front that controls things, those defensive ends, they're not nearly as effective. It has the appearance that is all setting up for Iowa to make that run. The defensive line is salty. The passing game got going against you and I. You get Wisconsin coming to your house. Not only that, but Iowa this year, we know how the schedule sits. Outside of the road game at Penn State, after this one, they'll be favored in every other game. Seven of your final eight games, you'll be favored in. Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland. There's that Penn State game. Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, Nebraska. You're going to be favored in seven of eight. But you have to do it Saturday night against the Badgers. We'll start to break it down. Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com. He'll stop by next. We'll get his thoughts on the Iowa victory over you and I. We'll talk about that with him. And, of course, a look forward to the Badgers coming to town on Saturday night. We get the break. Coming back with more Jimmy B and TC with you until 6 o'clock tonight on 1700. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Our forecast for tonight, a few isolated showers and thunderstorms possible, especially north and west of the metro, low near 70. Scattered showers and thunderstorms again possible Tuesday, partly sunny, not as warm, with a high near 85. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. This report sponsored by Staples. Staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out. Now get 20% back in rewards on your color printing. In-store only. Offer ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See stores staples.com slash 20 back for details. Print more color, attract more customers, save more money. Staples. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100th Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. 
Sandy from Collectomania. Lots of great items to choose from. Furniture, glassware, collectibles, tools, toys and games, music, NASCAR and metal signs, new blankets and caps, touch lamps, 3200 Delaware, open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 7, closed Mondays. Collectomania, the name says it all. Ready for some good news? Life insurance is more affordable than you think. Ready for some even better news? Your coverage can start today. An e-financial agent is ready to help you select the right policy from the most trusted life insurance companies. And it's all done over the phone. One call and you're on the way to the protection your family needs. Call 1-866-244-5580 to get covered today. Or get a quote at efinancial.com. This is Hawkeye coach Kirk Ferentz. My players know that determination and a strong will can lead to endless possibilities. For years, Iowa farmers have believed that also. Farmers are the backbone of this country, and their dedication to bringing us food and energy has never been more important. That's why we're proud to wear the America Needs Farmers logo on our helmets. Join the Hawkeyes in the Iowa Farm Bureau as we celebrate farmers during ANF Game Day on September 22nd. For more information and pick up some great ANF merchandise, visit America Needs Sponsored by the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. Hello, everybody. I'm Charles Esten. And when my daughter Addie was diagnosed with leukemia, it was the darkest day of our lives. But the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings light to that darkness. Light the Night walks are magical events of hope and illumination where thousands of patients, family, friends, and co-workers come together to raise money for the battle against blood cancers. My Addie is a survivor. Won't you join my grateful family and so many others in bringing light to the darkness of cancer at a Light the Night Walk near you? Please visit LightTheNight.org. The Light the Night Walk is Sunday, September the 30th at Principal Park. Registration starts at 530. The walk begins at 730. For more information, go to LLS.org backslash Iowa. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. Trek out of back with you on a Monday as we react to what we saw over the weekend. And, well, 
you know, we don't want to peek too far ahead. We got a full week coming up here, but Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com joins us. Tom, this goes back a week ago, Monday. I've already been looking again to the matchup against Wisconsin, and I have a feeling I'm not alone. This has been one, even with the win and the game in front of them with you and I last week, I think most everybody's been looking forward to the matchup with the Badgers. Yeah, it really has. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's just such a defining game. I tweeted out that stat uh, for Iowa, and it's just, uh, you know, it's like 70 and 20 when Iowa beats Wisconsin. And so it's just, this, and it's happening so early. You know, a lot of the years, it, it might be later in the year in November or late October when kind of some of the seasons played out. It almost feels like, you know, they just loaded this game up to the front of the Big Ten schedule. And it's like the team that loses this game is is going to be, you know, uh, playing from behind the rest of the way because you got to hope for two losses for the other team for the rest of the way. And, and it feels like after what we've seen the first three weeks, it is such a two-team race in the Big Ten West. And even with the Wisconsin loss to, to BYU over the weekend, it just feels like, you can't make a compelling argument for anybody else in the West to to make a win run at the division title unless you're a believer in the PJ Flexer. You row the boat, Tom? I am. I am negative on rowing the boat okay. at okay. this point. And I, you know, look at their their schedule. I mean, I think life's gonna you know get a little harsh for them. Uh, you know, eventually, it's when they they're off this week, though, aren't they? No, they go to Maryland this week. Uh, that's that's next week. Is it? I thought the bye week was. They also had a bye going into the the pig matchup. Uh, I'm looking at right here says that they have bye, but or they have bye this week. But they, yeah, they've got Iowa and uh, they go to Ohio State. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> and you know Nebraska, but we don't know what Nebraska is. But you know that'll still be a tough game, I think, for them and. Uh, they have they have a bunch of tough games, so I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna get on the boat just quite yet and start rowing. Well, before we look forward to Wisconsin, let's take a look back. Kind of, I think what a lot of people wanted to see. They worked on the passing game. You saw them work out a lot. You, know, you look at the overall numbers for Nate Stanley: twenty three of twenty eight, over three hundred yards for just the second time in his career. Numbers look great, yet. It didn't feel like a great performance. It was better. I would say it was good. Not a great performance from Nate Stanley, though. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. It it just it felt like I don't know if the dink and dunk is the right word, but it just felt kind of like that. I mean, you look at at his uh, you know the Pro Football Focus folks put together their pass direction chart, and he only threw uh, one pass over 20 yards, so he wasn't threatening it down the field. Now he was better from 10 to 20 yards. Uh, you know, he had uh, seven of, uh, five of seven uh, from 10 to 20 yards, but a lot of the stuff was just kind of, it felt almost Greg Davis-esque. <laughs> Throwing it, you know, to the side and letting guys make plays, but maybe some of that was by design, just to kind of see the ball get caught make some yards. They knew they could do some things against you and I if they stretched them out a little bit to the to the barrier, and, and maybe that was just game plan related to get easily going a little bit, get Stanley going, 
and but after, but I think they're going to have to approach it way differently this weekend. Uh, the, the offense in the past game that that we saw on Saturday probably is not going to work against Wisconsin. Yeah, and, and even as banged up as they are on the defensive side of the ball, got to figure there's got to be more shots up the field. You mentioned just one attempt down the field pass, what are the 20-yard variable uh, that pro football focus has. And, and, and for a moment, for people, if you're – on not sure if you want to be a subscriber to to their another thir- another wonderful addition to rivals your guys's connection now with pro football focus i've loved their numbers for years love being able to see their grading scale with every player each and every week and you uh tell us a little bit more about how this came to fruition yeah it was just kind of a discussion that a few of our publishers were having and and our uh our national guys uh you know our, our leadership group kind of got together and said, hey, let's see if we can make this work. And unfortunately, we didn't get it for week one, but uh, we got it done uh, just after week one, the middle of that week. And it's really cool. Uh, you know, on Sundays, I'm putting together, you, you'll get a, a snap count, how many plays each guy played and their pro football focus grades. And I know those are controversial sometimes. <laughs> and uh, you know, people don't like them sometimes if they're not high enough or they're not low enough or how do they grade them so quick. But there's a lot, of, from what we've been told, there's a lot of cross-checks that are done uh, with with people who are football guys who know what what to look for in these plays. So it's not to be all end all, but it's just kind of a, a data point, I guess. You just kind of look at it and it gives you something to look at. And uh, But I really enjoy kind of some of the other things like, yeah, last week I did a, a thing on the the run game. Which direction are they running? Are they running off tackle between tackle and guard? Are they up the middle, right, left? And you know what I found out was they've actually run more uh, through the first two games to the right than to the left, which go is counterintuitive to what we kind of all believe, which is that they only run left <laughs> and they don't. Uh, but they gain more yards going to the left. So. Uh, you know, and this week I'll be doing something that uh, kind of looks at the top players and how uh, on each side of the ball for Iowa and Wisconsin and how they've graded out this year to kind of get a feel for uh, the matchup. And that's something that uh, I plan on doing moving forward uh, since all those teams will, all the teams remaining will be uh, rated each week by Pro Football Focus. You know, an opportunity this week for that great defensive line to to maybe even make a national name for themselves. And I understand the the shines off a little bit because of what happened to the Badgers over the weekend, but a chance to go up against that talented offensive line, make some plays, and, and though they had just three sacks, which is funny to say, out of the defenses, you know, we're, we're talking about the numbers out of the defense this year. With the way Wisconsin plays and when they're going to throw the ball, it's going to be play action. It's going to be five- and seven-step drops, and Horny Brooks not exactly the quickest getting the ball out at times. It takes a while for him to get that ugly warm-up warmed up anyway and get the ball out of there. What do you expect to see out of that defensive line this week? It's the the most, to me, it's the most interesting, the, the lines are the most interesting matchups of this game, as they should be. I mean, both teams, you know, while they do what they do differently on defense, it still comes down to defense. You saw last year with what Wisconsin did to Iowa, 66 yards given up in the entire game, uh, an all-time low for Iowa, I think, and and they just dominated the game. 
and they look at it differently. It's a three four. It's just it, it feels different. They come at different angles. Iowa's generally just a straight four three. We got four guys coming at you. Here we come. We might bring a blitz every once in a while. Um, and Wisconsin with their offensive line. I mean that they've probably got you know before the season. I think generally it was thought that probably four of those five guys are high NFL draft picks on the Wisconsin line, and they're human silos. I mean they're they all seem to be like six 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 seven three hundred and thirty pounds. And then you look at the at Iowa the foundation of Kirk Ferentz is always the offensive line. So it's just kind of the the way both teams are built, going head-to-head, and whoever generally wins that battle usually wins the war. Dieter really struggled against BYU. That offensive line as a whole struggled uh, against the Cougars. I, I don't expect Dieter to play that poorly two weeks in a row, but with A.J. Epinesa coming off the edge, we saw him more earlier in the game against you and I, not just in passing downs, but playing early on. It felt like going back and watching the game again last night, Tom, that you could really see A.J. Epinesa when he was in there making sure he was playing sound fundamental football against the run, setting the edge, doing the little things you have to do as a defensive end. It's not just going after the quarterback. I think he played a career high in snaps, Epinesa. Mm. He had 48 snaps in the, in the game against you and I, and they kind of, uh, you know, Parker Hesse got a pretty good rest. He only played 16 snaps. and uh, So it, it, it helped, I think, Epinesa. Cedric Lattimore got a bunch of snaps to kind of get him going. Chauncey Golson also uh, 42 snaps. So he got a lot of work. And Anthony Nelson down there at 21. So they didn't, uh, you know, really push their the proven guys, but they gave uh, guys who need these reps, need that experience, a lot more work. And I, I think long-term that's going to help him. But Epinesa, you know, he's – I think there's a times when he's kind of struggled against the run a little bit. He's, he's a pure pass rusher, but he was really good. His run grade this week from Pro Football Focus was 73.3, which is, uh, uh, what, third on the team this this week. So he did really well. And, um, you know, he's he's coming on. I mean, there's just – you just see that arrow is just going through the roof. I mean, last uh, – the week before he was – Big Ten Player of the Week, and uh, with the 12 sacks, you know, I think we've talked about this before, that 30 number is the one that you always point to, that I pointed to for about five years. If you, they get to 30, it's generally a good year, and if you beat Wisconsin, it's generally a good year. They're on track with one of those, and they got an opportunity to get one of those other ones uh, on Saturday uh, evening at Kinnick. Tom Caker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com, part of the Rivals Network. Tom, one more on the defense. Uh, we saw Christian Welch back out there after sitting out the Iowa State game as he was slow to get back, and Jamon Colderett played incredibly well in his place. Were you surprised at all that Welch was back out there as a starter last week against you and I? Not entirely. Um, you know, I, I thought they'd probably put him back out there. Having said that, you know they were pretty equal in snaps on Saturday, Welch at 35, and Colbert had 26, so it was. But Welsh was out there much more when it when it counted uh, than Colbert was. Uh, but I, I thought Welsh was really good, and this is a, you know, it's this funny. It's it, the Wisconsin kids uh, for this game. Yeah. It's just it's it's really big. I mean, you look at Stanley, a Wisconsin kid. You look at Torn Young, who you know uh, played high school football. The shadow of uh, of uh, Camp Randall, basically. I mean, a couple miles from Camp Randall. 
Uh, and you look at Kristen Welsh, who's uh, you know another Wisconsin kid. They, they, those guys. This game's got to matter to them. And I'll tell you one other thing about this game. It, last year left a really sour taste in the mouth of every Iowa player. And we've heard Brian Ferentz say this that the road to Indianapolis goes through Madison. They're the kings of the hill right now. He's he said these things and and. Um, you know, that's just kind of throwing it at his guys. Hey, you want to want to get there? You got to beat these guys. So this this just seems like a kind of a monumental game for uh, Iowa. Uh, and if they can get over this hump, then you know, and that four out of five on the road uh, in October, early November, become just just really huge for this this team. Tom, a lot of injuries, guys sitting out this past week. Ivory Kelly Martin. Not out there again this week. We got to see even more Makai Sargent, and you can see he's starting to ascend up there. He also without Amir Smith-Marset, Cole Banward on the offensive line. I know you'll get more information tomorrow when you have a chance to talk with Coach Ferentz, but where do you expect those uh, three starters to be coming up with the game Saturday night? I would guess Smith-Marset's going to play. He was back on the two deeps, and generally uh, that doesn't happen, so... I think they feel pretty comfortable that he's going to be back. He had a bruised shoulder. Uh, I think Banwart's going to be back, uh, unless he has a setback in practice this week. Uh, I was told he could probably have played on Saturday, but they wanted to be careful with him, so they felt comfortable with Dalton Ferguson and Levi Paulson out there. And I, I think the big question mark is is uh, Ivory Kelly Martin because, you know, we've just been kind of, you don't know what's going on. I think it's an ankle, but we've never gotten that really totally confirmed. And, um, you know, we don't know what his status is. And they're going to need him. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just uh, Iowa needs that run game. The run defense has got to be big. I mean, you, this is really, uh, I think, a cool battle because Iowa's given up, what, 42 yards a game on the ground, something like that, and uh, this year. And, and, uh, um, and, and you've got... Jonathan Taylor coming in, who's arguably the best running back in the country, averaging 171 yards a game. This brute strength versus strength, and and he torched him last year. So uh, this is just you know Iowa needs their run game to be effective uh, to to win this game, in my opinion. Tom, finally, I know you had an opportunity earlier today to hear a little bit from Coach uh, Spira with the Iowa basketball program over in the Quad yeah. Cities. Uh, tell us a little update on the basketball squad. Without the, the PTL this summer, it feels like, well, we've hardly hawked, uh, talked Hawkeye hoops. I know, it's it's weird, but uh, yeah, he was uh, speaking at the Denport Grid Club, and uh, he had to head out quick, so I didn't get to extended talk. But I, you know, took notes during his, his talk to the. He ran down every player, and he's, you know, just feels like the overall view that they're uh, showing more maturity and growth, and they you know they've got to improve defensively. I think maybe the most newsy item was that because uh, we've never been, we never got a timeline on Luca Garza, mm-hmm. and uh, and I found out he had a. The cyst was ten pounds that had that was removed. Uh, it's just it's like the size of a volleyball, basically. Oh. And um, he's going to be out six weeks, and um, so that would put him back, you know, sometime close to the end of October. So you know, I think he'll probably be back and ready to go for the start of the season. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but 
he told a really good story about how he's been away from the team for about a week recovering, showed up on Saturday uh, when they were doing their uh, workout before the uh, football game, and, and everybody came running over to Luca, cheering him and, and uh, hugging him and everything when he walked into the practice facility. So um, overall, I think they're really positive about things, but, you know, as you know, Trent, going to come down to can they guard people yep. if they can guard people they get a chance they got a chance to you know get back into postseason play maybe in an ncaa tournament because they just got a ton of weapons offensively i don't think scoring is going to be a problem for this team but uh especially when you add in joe Wee's camp uh into the mix as a as another scoring threat it's just going to come down to does this team play defense if they do i think they got a chance to be pretty good if they don't going look a lot like last year. <laughs> yes, it is, and a lot of frustrations, and we will talk about it here. Tom, as always, good talking with you. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll hear you tomorrow during the Hawkeye Huddle. Okay, thanks for having me on, bud. You bet. That's Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com. Those PFF numbers, awesome. If you're a Hawkeye fan, chance to get those, and with all the great work that Tom and Blair do at HawkeyeReport.com, definitely worth it over there. With that, we'll get the time out coming back. Changing our focus a little bit, we go from the college game, as we talked about that uh, here for the first 40 minutes or so, into some NFL, and especially those Chicago Bears. Tonight, Bears in action against Seattle Monday Night Football. We'll have the call with Westwood One coverage on 1700. Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, he's up next on Jimmy B and TC. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. This report sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is simple so you can understand the details and be sure you're getting the right mortgage. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Visit rocketmortgage.com today. Licensed in all 50 states, equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Did you know that a well-insulated garage door can keep your garage warmer in the winter? At Advanced Door Systems of Ankeny, we can help you find the garage door that not only has a high R value, but looks great also. Visit our website ads-doors.com that's ads-doors.com to learn more about garage door options and styles available from Rainer and CHI then contact us for a free quote advanced door systems the right door the right way touchdown don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. <laughs> 
Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100 Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Counting down to kickoff tonight, Monday Night Football. We have the call on 1700. It's the Bears and Seattle with Westwood One coverage. Joining us right now to talk about that matchup and a whole lot more on the Chicago Bears from the Bears blog, it's our buddy Jeff Hughes. Jeff, good afternoon. How are things out east? Things are going well. Looking forward to uh, the Monday night game tonight and then get the Bears back on Sunday uh, afternoon with Avalon. So are, are yes, very, very, very true. So are we uh, are you going out for the game tonight? What's the... What's the Monday night repartee? What are you going to be on the agenda for this evening watching the big game? So I will tell you how lame, as lame as it can be, I have jury duty tomorrow morning. <laughs> so I will be in uh, watching the game, probably writing as the game goes on, which is something I don't ever do. But I will, be, uh, I will be on the couch tonight watching and talking to my friends in the building and uh, trying to put together something interesting for people to read tomorrow morning. All right, so jury duty awaits Jeff Hughes. Yeah. That make, takes a little bit of the fun out of a Monday night game. Well, before, sure we, before we look forward to a couple hours and the kickoff, let's take one final look back. And, yes, it's been pulling teeth for me 
this week, whenever week one in the Bears-Packers game is brought up, it, it felt at times inevitable. Then it felt, well, they are going to find a way, and then Kyle Fuller drops an interception that would have won it. And we know how it played out. Just your reaction overall, looking back at that one, I know there's there's frustration, there's some vitriol out there from Bears fans losing another one to Green Bay in that kind of fashion, but your takeaway from Week 1? Uh, there's there's certainly disappointment, and, and every right every fan has a right to be disappointed. It was a game that they certainly looked like they had in hand, but you have to sort of put that game into context. It looked like they had a game in hand because Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing the game, because they had knocked him out of the game. And they did nothing offensively pretty much the entire night. And once he came back, and you saw it again yesterday against the top defense, the guy doesn't need both legs. He can clearly operate that offense and be at 60 or 65% of what he normally is and still be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And if you don't move the ball, and if you don't keep the ball out of his hands, he's going to score. I don't care what defense is on the other side of that field. So... Yeah, I think it's disappointing. I think the Bears would, would certainly rather be 1-0, but what's been very interesting about the coverage of that game is that the Chicago-centric folks have made it all about the Bears. The rest of the country made that story about Rodgers. As a matter of fact, most people came out of that game impressed with the Bears, certainly impressed with their defense, but they got to pay that off this week. And I think last week becomes a distant memory if they pay it off this week and get to 1-1. One you know, Jeff, as you go through the Bears and the start to the season, Khalil Mack getting him right before the year, it just feels like he, things keep building here. But it's pretty simple, right? Without a, a big development and a big step forward out of Mitchell Trubisky this year, all this really isn't going to matter in a big scale, right? Or is that too simple? Uh, I, I think if you're, if you're focused on 2018, yes, you need Mitch Trubisky to take a very large step in the early part of this season, if this team's going to be a contender for anything in 2018. But if you're, if you're taking the proper approach to this season, you should be looking at, we need Mitch Trubisky to be playing well in November. Because remember, for all of these people going gaga over Patrick Mahomes right now, Patrick Mahomes spent a year under Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and some of the best offensive coaches in the league. And as I tweeted this morning, Mitch Trubisky spends a year with the Apple Dumpling Gang. And now he's had a real professional offense for what's realistically only a few months. And now he ran his first game with that offense Sunday night. And I think folks have just not put that into the proper perspective. This offense was always going to take, with all these moving pieces, four or five weeks to find any kind of a rhythm. So... There were signs against the Packers that, you know, certain, certain positives. I think fans got a little bit worried about Mitch's footwork, his mechanics. We know what it's like to have a quarterback whose mechanics fail him, and we know what the results are. Uh, but I, I would say right now, Mitch Trubisky's got to be good the second half of the season for the Bears to have optimism going into next year. For this year, if he doesn't turn the ball over like he did last week, there was only one quarterback in the league who would have beaten the Bears last week, won, and that's Aaron Rodgers. That's how good he was in that fourth quarter. If he just develops slowly and doesn't turn it over, they're going to win a lot of games this year. Why can't Kyle Fuller catch the football? I have no idea. And I, don't, and I can actually, I have done some deep diving into this. Okay. I've, asked, I've, I've, I've emailed some coaches, some people I've talked to in the past, a couple of other personnel guys, and I've asked, 
have you ever seen a player in your system at corner who's in, who's had so many opportunities for interceptions and turnovers and simply can't catch the ball? And it was amazing. They've all had one or two. And they gave me a bunch of names. They said there are just certain guys who don't have that instinct. They don't have whatever it takes. It's not about necessarily fundamentals or hands. When the moment is there, they don't pounce in it. And I think Kyle Fuller is becoming a very good cover man. But that game is over if he catches the ball. And we could talk about everything else that happened in that game. If he catches the ball that is thrown directly into his chest, the game is over. I think if Bears fans are holding out hope for Kyle Fuller becoming a six or eight interception guy in a year, I don't see it happening. So a look to tonight. Seattle comes in. This is not the same Seahawks squad that we've seen over the last six, seven years. The, the Legion of Boom no longer there. I know they're going to be without, what, Doug Baldwin's not going to be playing in this game. No Bobby Wagner. It's, it's going to be a different Seahawks fa- team probably that people are accustomed to. But what, what does make you most nervous with Seattle coming to town? Just Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you look at this team right now, without Wagner, without Wright in the middle of the defense, uh, without a secondary really worth mentioning, they're not a very talented secondary anymore, which is remarkable for the Seahawks. Without Doug Baldwin, what, what would scare you about this Seahawks team is that their quarterback has this remarkable ability to keep plays alive. And if anything, again, this is before Khalil Mack, but I think I have to see more of him to know if he falls prey to this. Uh, the Bears can get a little bit undisciplined in their pass rush, especially Leonard Floyd over the last couple of years. They have to be ultra-disciplined tonight. Keep the pocket contained. Force him to sit there and pick out a receiver because they don't have receivers that are going to get separation tonight. Brandon Marshall isn't separating from anybody. (laughs) But if you force him to sit in the pocket and win from the pocket, I don't see how the Seahawks can win this game. But if you let him wander outside the pocket and stretch plays out four and five additional seconds, there's, there's basically every receiver in football can get open under those circumstances. So it's about discipline tonight. It's about not letting Wilson make the magical plays to keep this game close and, and give the Seahawks a chance to win. Running game looked pretty good. I know there was plenty of frustrations, play calling. Did you get frustrated with Nagy at all on uh, last Sunday night? You know, it's kind of hard to because Matt Nagy comes from Andy Reid. Uh-huh. And Andy Reid don't like to run the ball. Yeah. And, and this has been going on with the Andy Reid offense since Andy Reid uh, was in Philadelphia. They, they basically turned the screen game with Brian Westbrook into their run game. He likes to throw the short pass. He likes to control the game with the short passing game. I think if the Bears don't acknowledge, and I'm talking as soon as tonight, that their best offensive player is Jordan Howard, they are making a terrible mistake. They do not have the personnel that Kansas City has right now. They don't have those kinds of speed receiver threats. They have a lot of talented guys. But their most talented guy is the bulldozer of a running back that is Jordan Howard. And tonight is the night with those middle linebackers out for Seattle. If you don't feed him 25 times tonight and let him take over this game, you're making a terrible mistake because once he gets going and you can then run a play-action game off that moving Mitch Trubisky around, that's when this offense is going to hit the next level. But you can't avoid, or, or, uh, you can't avoid Jordan Howard if you do so. The Bears are doing it at their own peril. Jeff Hughes, TheBearsBlog.com, where you can go to find more on the Chicago Bears and Jeff's great thoughts on Chicago Bear football. Thanks as always, Jeff. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, TC.
That is Jeff Hughes. Always fun talking with him as we get ready for tonight. Kickoff right around the corner. We are, what, a little less than two and a half hours away. They'll have the ball in the air, and we will get Monday Night Football. Westwood One coverage, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. We have it all here on 1700 KBGG. We got one hour in the book, still one more to go. Coming up to kick off the second hour, Wolfgang's going to be stopping by. He was up at Jack Trice Stadium over the weekend. His thoughts on Iowa State, Oklahoma. We'll get into the UNI-Iowa game with him. And Jimmy B, he'll be stopping by later on in the program today. One down, one more to go. Keep it right here, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. 
This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors? uh, These colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. This report sponsored by Staples. Staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out. Now get 20% back in rewards on your color printing. In-store only. Offer ends 11-10-18. Restrictions apply. See store staples.com slash 20 back for details. Print more color, attract more customers, save more money. Staples. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. You're on the list for Macy's VIP sale. Use your Macy's card or savings pass and take an extra 15% off beauty purchases. Discover new skincare and makeup trends from Estee Lauder, Lancome, Clinique, MAC, Urban Decay, and others. Find your favorite fragrances. Calvin Klein Eternity, Hugo Boss, Juicy Couture, and more. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply. Macy's Star Rewards members can now start earning towards star money. Ask your store associate or get details at macy's.com slash star money. Attention, drivers with Class A CDL. Are you looking for a solid career that offers great benefits with the time at home you desire? How about earning $70,000 a year plus starting from year one? If this sounds good, come join our growing team at ADM. We offer a complete benefits package including 401k, health, life, dental, and vision. And we even offer a pension plan. With ADM, you'll get paid vacation, personal days, and holidays. Oh, and don't forget $70,000 a year to start. Drivers must possess a Class A CDL with hazmat tanker and passport or be able to obtain a passport within the first 60 days of employment. Don't wait. Call ADM today at 515-265-8437. That's 515-265-8437 or visit us at adm.com forward slash careers. ADM requires successful completion of a pre-employment drug screening and background check. ADM is an equal opportunity employer for minorities.